Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. And welcome and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. You know, it's, it's great to be back. I actually took last weekend off um, for Labor Day weekend. We had a, a lot going on with work. We took a couple days off, and uh, Madeline, our case manager, actually got married last Saturday. So um, just really was uh, glad to be a part of that. Um, she has been here with us from the beginning at 525 Advisors, and a lot of our clients that have worked with Madeline, they all just love her. They know her. She's got a heart of gold. She loves working with her clients. And I was just so excited to be part of her next step in this voyage of her moving forward and, and getting married. And she's just married a wonderful, wonderful gentleman, Pierce. So couldn't be happier. So we actually took last weekend off. We are back. And um, a special shout out to our KVI listeners. This is the only station that we are actually going to air long-term care radio on for the next month or so. Um, so we are still on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m., and if you missed that, you can tune in again Sundays at noon. And, of course, you can always get our podcasts at our website at 525longtermcare.com. And, um, you know, part of the reason we pulled off a couple of the other radio stations, for those that are out here in Washington State, you know it's kind of a mess out here. We have this Long-Term Care Services and Support Act, or what they call the Washington Cares Act, which has gone into play. And basically what it's done is it's forcing people to either get long-term care insurance through a private carrier or to pay a payroll tax starting January 1st on all the wages that they earn. So the problem we've had is that the carriers, all the private carriers out there, have pretty much left the state of Washington. And so it's really been just um, a fiasco out here. And so I want to give an update. I want to start on that. And I know for the people that are listening to the podcast outside of Washington State, you know, this is a shot across the bow because I know this is coming to several other states. Many states are looking at something similar to this right now. Washington State haphazardly threw this law together, and there's going to be a lot of backlash on it, and there's going to be a lot of problems. But nonetheless, it is moving forward. So... Let's just get updated here on this and just talk a little bit about what the Washington CARES Act is. It's, it's known as, as the Long-Term Services and Support Trust Act. And basically what it is is a payroll tax of 0.58%, which includes, you know, that's a tax on all your wages. That includes bonuses, commissions, and even stock options. So for all the people out there that are part of a smaller company that maybe have some stock options or they've been an Amazon Amazon or Microsoft for a long time, they're going to pay tax on that as well too. So it's a pretty aggressive tax as far as taxing all your wages. What's going to happen is this money, it's kind of like paid family leave. The employer is going to collect that 0.58% of your gross wages, and then they're going to send it to the state once a quarter. And that money is going to go into a trust fund, which will then provide a long-term care benefit for the state residents in the future of $100 a day for a maximum of $36,500. Now, even by today's standards, that's not a meaningful benefit. So just keep this in mind. It's up to $100 a day. It's actually the way the law is written. It's based on Medicaid reimbursement rates. So if you hire somebody at $70 and the Medicaid reimbursement is only $52, they are only going to give you the $52. You would still be paying the difference out of your pocket. So it's not a true long-term care insurance plan. A true long-term care insurance plan that we sell, like a private insurance plan, gives you a defined amount of money. They don't care which services you use. The state program is just going to do a Medicaid reimbursement um, eligibility for that. So they're going to limit what they pay out, but it's going to be up to $100 a day. To be eligible for this plan, you must contribute into the trust fund for a minimum of 10 years and that's five years without interruption. So you can't contribute three years, take a year off, three years, take a year off, four years, and then say, well, I've got my 10 years. It's got to be 10 years, five of those years without interruption. So that is what you have to do to be vested 
in this trust fund, meaning that you are eligible to get money out of it. You must also work a minimum of 500 hours a year during that time. So that's really only 10 hours a week. So even part-time people would technically qualify for that if they contribute to it for 10 years. Now, in order to receive benefits out of this trust fund, there are a couple different catches. Number one, you have to apply through um, DSHS, Department of Social and Human Services, and they are going to to determine your eligibility. So what will happen is you will go through that, you know, rigmarole basically to get qualified. Their qualification says you need help with three activities of daily living. Now, the activities of daily living are different under the state plan than they are through private insurance. Private insurance has been standardized to what we do every day, which is transferring, toileting, bathing, dressing, eating, and continence. The state is going to actually expand those definitions and they're going to include cognitive impairment in there. So if you are cognitively impaired and you have private insurance, you are going to trigger your plan. Under the state's rules, if you are cognitively impaired, you will still need help with two activities of daily living beyond that. So transferring and, and bathing, for instance, and be cognitive impaired. So it's going to be harder to get that claim turned on versus a private insurance policy. So keep that in mind. Now, in order for you to get those benefits, again, you had to contribute for 10 years or from the time you apply, they're going to look back at the last six years and say you had to contribute at least three years. And that was a clause that they put in there for people that are close to retirement that are not going to work 10 years. But think about what they're saying. If you're 62 right now and you work for three more years and then retire, so you've contributed for three years, that means you retire at 65. That means you have to be filing a claim at age 68 in order to qualify for the state plan. So if you, you wait till you're 69, so you've been out of, out of work four years, they're going to look back and they'll say, well, out of the last six years, you did not contribute three years. You only contributed two years out of the last six years. So it's going to be very confusing. The bottom line is there are the vast majority of people that are going to retire within the next 10 years will get absolutely zero benefit out of this plan, even though they pay into it. So that is one of the big things. And here's the other thing. You must reside in Washington State. If you move, you lose. And let me repeat that. You must reside in Washington State to get the benefit. So if you start paying into this plan and you pay in for your 10 or 12 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is, you're fully vested, and then you move to Arizona, you do not get those benefits. You have to be a resident in Washington State to qualify under that benefit. So that's the way the law is written right now. Now, another thing about, again, we're talking about this Washington State CARES Act or the Long-Term Services and Support Trust Act, which is this new payroll tax. Another big area of confusion out there that I'm seeing um, is how do you get out of the tax? How do you opt out? And there's really two ways out there. Number one is if you are a business owner, you can opt out. And if you go to the Washington CARES um, website, they actually have a website up now. They, you know, they spin it, right? Well, if you opt out, you're, you're not going to be entitled to any of these benefits forever. You know, like, oh, you're going to lose big time. Well, the truth is, if you opt out as a business owner, you will not be part of the program, which is what most, most people will do. Most business owners will do that. If you opt in, then they are going to tax you on all your wages again. Everything that you make yourself as a business owner, they're going to tax. So, But if you're a business owner, where the confusion is, is people are saying, if I'm an S corporation and I pay myself W-2, I'm going to have to pay the tax. That is not true. Under the state plan, the way the law was written, if you are a business owner, they did not define how you pay yourself, whether it was W-2 or not. So I think really what's going to happen is if you have a UBI number, and you are a true business owner, you're going to be able to opt out. It's not going to be based on how you pay yourself because some people pay themselves W-2 if they're an S-Corp or LLC taxes a C-Corp, and some people just pull the money out of the business. Some people are contract employees. 1099 contract employees, my understanding is they are able to opt out as well too. So basically self-employed or contract employees, you should be able to opt out. Another thing that is confusing people is what if you do both? What if you are a business owner and you, 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 so you have your own business and you also have a W-2 job? 
Well, again, you should be able to opt out under the self-employed exemption. And then you will get that letter from the state and you will be able to get out of the wages from your W-2 job as well too. So self-employed, keep that in mind. That's number one way you can opt out. The second way you can opt out is if you have a long-term care insurance plan through a private company. So that's going to be, you know, those of us that have long-term care insurance right now, you can opt out. You're going to go onto the website and you're going to attest that you have this insurance and opt out. Here's the catch on that though. You have to have a plan in place by November 1st of this year. So you have to have a plan that's in, in basically giving you coverage has an effective date prior to November 1st of this year. And that's going to allow you to opt out. So Let's talk about that, the, the process of opting out, because again, this is, there, there's a lot of information on this too. I mean, I'm spending half of my days talking to people and they're very confused on this. Um, number one, the state is going to open up a website and that's supposed to be up October. Now, I have not seen that yet. I haven't seen any updates on that, but they're supposed to open up a website by October 1st that is going to allow us to opt out. We will go to that website. We will log in. We will attest that we have long-term care insurance and then provide any information the state is requiring. And I have not got a list of that. They have not released what they're actually going to ask us for. They can't ask us for the policy. That would be too much information. That would violate the HIPAA rules. So I don't know if they're just going to ask for a statement or a certificate of coverage or what it's going to be. But they will ask you for something. You will provide that to them. Then the state will either approve you or deny you. If they approve you, they are going to send you a letter that says you are permanently opted out of the Long-Term Care Services and Support Trust Act, and you do not have to pay the payroll tax. You will take a copy of that letter and give it to your employer. You will show that to any future employers, and that's going to keep you opted out of the tax. And it's going to be the same process if you're self-employed. If you're self-employed, they will just verify. They will just look up. I'm assuming they're just going to look up to see if you have a, a, a UBI number, a um, a business identification number through the state of Washington, then they will be able to say, yes, you're self-employed and you can get out. But I'm assuming that's what they will do. Key dates that you need to know. This is where a lot of people are getting confused on this as well, too. So again, October 1 is when the website's supposed to be up. That's going to allow us to start opting out. November 1st of this year, 11-1-21, so November 1st of this year, is the deadline to have a private plan in place. So if you get a long-term care insurance plan on the 15th of November, you cannot opt out of the state tax because you have to have an effective date prior to November 1st. But here's where people get confused. They think they have to opt out by November 1st. That's not true. You have to have a plan in place if it's private insurance by November 1st. We have until the end of next year, until December 31st of 2022, to actually opt out of the tax. So that means if you have a plan today, right now, today, you have a private plan, you have until the end of next year to get onto the website and opt out of the tax. But here's the catch. If you wait to do that, starting January 1 of 2022, they are going to start collecting the tax. So if you have not opted out and have not gotten that letter to your employer, your employer is going to actually collect that tax and it's going to go per quarter. So January, February, March, that's the first quarter. They will pay the tax then to the state. It's going to work just like the paid family leave. So if you apply in December of this year and you get your opt-out letter in, in February of next year, you're going to pay tax for the first quarter of next year. And then after that, you will be opted out. The tax will not be refunded to you. So I think there's a lot of confusion on that. You just have to understand that we have until the end of next year to opt out, but you have to have your plan in place by November 1st of this year if you're going to opt out with private insurance. If you're self-employed, you have until the end of next year to basically opt out. It's not going to matter. So those are some of the dates that you need to know. Um, stick around. When we come back, I want to update you too a little bit about some of the confusion on what's going to work for opting out as far as what type of insurance, because there's some chronic care riders out there that are being marketed as long-term care, and then there's long-term care. I'm going to explain the difference and what you need to know if you're going to use a private plan to opt out. So stick around. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. 
Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options. And maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Story Monson, I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. You can sign up for one of his upcoming live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. Brian will teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up for one of Brian's live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. It's free to attend, and you'll learn so much. Brian's class was a real eye-opener for my wife and me. Long-term care is so important. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, if you missed the, um, the, the show or part of it, you listen in, in the car, you can always get the podcast at 525longtermcare.com or just um, get them on iTunes or ask your smart speaker to play them. Um, we do have all of our podcasts up there, so you can always get those. And again, we are on KVI Radio now for the next month only. So this is a, an exclusive show for KVI Radio here in Seattle. It's on Saturday at 9 in the morning and Sunday at noon. And we'll be here through uh, the month of September on KVI. So we've been talking a little bit about the state, um, the, the Long-Term Care Trust Act coming up, which is basically a new payroll tax. And just wanted to get you updated on kind of what's going on. Um, one of the other big things on confusion out there that I think you really need to be aware of and need to understand is there is a difference um, between riders that are used for long-term care insurance plans out there. And technically, it shouldn't be confusing, but it is. Um, we have these asset-based and traditional plans and all these different options out there, which I've talked about, and I'll do another show maybe separating those out next week. But the truth is that if you you have to have the correct rider, which is an IRS code 7702B, as in boy, rider. Now, when you read, you go to the Washington CARES Act, they're saying that life insurance and annuities with chronic illness riders will not qualify and allow you to opt out of long-term care. And that is true. A chronic illness rider is a 101G, as in girl, 101G versus a long-term care rider is 7702B. And there's some distinct differences here, and this is where people are getting confused. Because the vast majority of what we help our clients with here at 525 Advisors are asset-based long-term care plans. Now, if you go to the state of Washington's website and you look up eligible long-term care carriers in the state of Washington, you're not even going to see any of the carriers that we have listed out there, like um, State Life or Nationwide or Securian or Lincoln Money Guard. These are all asset-based plans that have been around for, you know, State Life and Lincoln have been around for over 30 years now. And they've been selling those in the state of Washington. And I actually just saw a text response. A client had sent me saying, hey, this is what the, the insurance to- agency told me, that there were no asset-based plans sold in state of Washington. And so, again, these people don't, you know, they don't know their, their head from their tail when it comes to the products that are being sold in the state. So asset-based long-term care plans have been confused because there's also the life insurance and annuities that use a chronic illness rider. And the key difference here is that you have to understand is that if you have a life insurance policy, and let's say it's got a $100,000 death benefit, and they put a 101G rider on there, a chronic illness, says if you become chronically ill, and a lot of times they will define that their definition of chronically ill will be needing help with two activities of daily living or a cognitive impairment. So it looks just like long-term care. But if it's a 101G rider, that's not going to qualify because it's really not long-term care insurance. The difference is on those chronic illness riders is you're just using your death benefit down. There's no additional long-term care insurance. It's just the 101G rider just simply says you can use the death benefit 
for long-term care tax-free or a percentage of it. Most of them will say maybe 75 or 80% of it that you can use. Now, what you need to understand on that is that if you have one of those policies, it could be just a lump sum. They could say, well, yeah, you, you hit the chronic illness rider, here's your $100,000. That's part of the problem. That doesn't mean that that's going to be tax-free. And I did a show on this a few months ago. There's a lot of uh, downsides to 101G riders, and you just have to be, understand how they work. The same thing with annuities. If you had, say, $100,000 in a deferred annuity, so it's setting there, earning interest, is growing tax-free for you, and you might annuitize it later and turn it into income, or you might just take the money out. You, don't, you haven't decided yet, but they put a 101G rider on there, which says, oh, by the way, if you end up needing long-term care, you, you become chronically ill, you can pull this money out. And you can use this money tax-free, or you can pull this money out without any penalty. So a lot of annuities will have surrender charges the first 10 years. They'll say, no, if you become chronically ill in year five, you can pull the money out without penalty. But again, there's no additional long-term care insurance there. You're just getting your money to use for long-term care. So that's what the state is talking about when they say these asset-based plans won't qualify. The asset-based plans that we sell are what we call linked benefits. And the reason why this gets confusing is because it's long-term care insurance linked with another benefit. And that other benefit is either going to be life insurance or it's going to be an annuity. The two things I just told you that have the 101G riders on them, only these use a 7702B rider. Again, that's the long-term care insurance rider. So let's go to that $100,000 of annuity. If you set up a 7702 annuity that qualifies for long-term care insurance, your $100,000 turns into $300,000 of long-term care. So you have an extra $200,000 of long-term care versus if you just have that regular annuity with the 101G rider on it, that chronic illness rider. So there's an extension of benefits. That's what defines long-term care. You have the 100000 but guess what? We're going to give you another $200,000 of long-term care, and we're going to bundle all that together. And then the same thing with the life insurance. If you have just a death benefit on, the, on a regular life insurance with a 101G rider, you're just able to use a percentage of that money. On an asset-based plan that has life insurance built into it, well, you might have a $100,000 death benefit, but you might have $400,000 of long-term care insurance. Or my particular plan that I have, I have a $200,000 death benefit from myself and my wife, but we have unlimited long-term care insurance. And that insurance is a 7702 rider that's connected in with that life insurance. Again, the life insurance is just designed to get that money back to the estate. So the real reason we bought it is because we have that unlimited long-term care. So those plans are going to work. So all of the people that have bought plans through 525 Advisors are going to be able to opt out of the state tax because they have a qualified long-term care insurance plan. Now, the state is very confused on this. They are telling people misinformation, but we have a litany of lawyers at all the insurance companies that know what long-term care is and they've gone through the state thing and we know that we have a plan that qualifies. So you don't have to worry about that. But what's confusing out there is we're seeing a lot of people that believe they're going to be able to opt out because they have a chronic illness rider on either a life insurance or an annuity. And I'm sad to say that that is not the case. You will not be able to opt out with a policy that has a 101G rider. Now, there are some companies out there that are still selling these life insurance plans and saying that you can opt out of the state, what you need to know if you're trying to get a plan for your kids or somebody is make sure it has a 7702B. 7702B is the long-term care rider. If they can't tell you yes definitively that that's what it is, then there's a good chance that it's a 101G rider and it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to opt out. So again, um, lots of confusion out here. And again, for those people who are listening outside of the state of Washington, just understand this. This is a shot across the bow. Get yourself a qualified long-term care plan. Get it in place because other states are going to do this. And for those of you in Washington state, that's what you need to know. You have to have a qualifying plan with that 7702B plan. That is key. So, um, and we have, we still have those plans available. Everybody's saying all the carriers are out. That is not true. Our best asset-based plans are still available. We are still writing business on those. And so you can jump on at 525longtermcare.com, fill out the pre-screen, and we will do what we can to help you out. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break. And when I come back, the favorite part of the show, I'm going to introduce you to Adam and Jessica, our client of the week. We'll be right back. 
Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And I'm back, and boy, I'll tell you, um, it has been an absolute beautiful, beautiful summer out here in the Northwest uh, this summer. We we didn't get hit too hard with the smoke up here, which was nice the last couple of years we did. Um, I took my son out to college. He's going out to Colorado State in Fort Collins, Colorado, which is where I graduated. And, uh, you know, it was super hot out there. And then I uh, got back here, and it's just been lovely. I just really enjoy this this weather, eating out on the deck every night and looking outside. And we've got another glorious week this week, so I'm going to take it because I can't believe that uh, we are rolling deep into September. And as we all know out here, it uh, it's like somebody flips a switch all of a sudden. It's getting dark in the morning, and once the rain starts, it seems like it's going to be forever before the sun comes back. But we've sure been enjoying it. Lots been going on. Again, if you've been uh, listening, paying attention, we know we are facing a deadline here in Washington State to get a plan in place. And really what happened with the carriers leaving, most of the carriers have left, all the traditional carriers that just write pay-as-you-go plans left. And the reason why is they were getting inundated with these very small policies, you know, $50 a day of coverage for two years with no inflation rider, just not meaningful plans, and the people were trying to set up monthly payments. And the writing is on the wall because if you set up a plan and then you get opted out of the state and then you turn around and you cancel your plan, well, guess what? There, there's no recourse to you. And so the carriers spend $800, $1,000 writing one of these policies because they've got to get medical records. They've got to pay a third-party company to do the phone interviews. They've got to do prescription drug checks. And then they got to pay their staff to underwrite and do the file and go through all the legal stuff. And then someone cancels the policy three months down the road. Well, they just lost a ton of money. So that's why they got out of Washington State. And they said, we got 49 other states to work on. We're not going to let this state wreck it for us. So 
Um, that's one of the things to keep in mind. That's why so many of those companies got out. The asset-based plans are a little bit different because you're, you're, you're stepping in with more money, obviously. And, and um, this week is a classic example. I want to meet, uh, introduce you to Adam and Jessica. This is our client of the week. And they came to us, you know, partly because they, you know, they, they've been planning on doing some long-term care for, for quite a while. But what happened, of course, is the state law came through here and they started looking at this saying, well, now we're really motivated to get something going here because we don't want to pay this tax. So let's talk a little bit about what we did and how we put a plan together for him. First off, Adam is 59 when we took this plan out. He is 60 now. He just did this literally right before his 59th birthday. Um, Jessica is 60. They're from Bothell. Um, Both are still working and they plan on working probably another five years. I mean, it's not set in stone, but they, they don't think they'll be working 10 years. So they know for a fact that they're not going to get vested in this long-term care trust act. Adam is self-employed, so he can opt out. But the problem is Jessica is a highly compensated W-2 employee. And she also has, you know, bonuses and other things. So she's concerned about, you know, she's going to pay this tax and she's not going to get anything out of it. They have two grown children, uh, both are out of the house and both are independent and on their own. So that's, you know, they're very proud of that. And, you know, they're, they're, they were planning on putting this long-term care plan in place. They just assumed, you know, it's part of the whole retirement package. And that's what we do for a lot of our clients. A lot of people believe if I'm 65, I'm too old. Again, you're not too, it's not because you're too old that you don't get long-term care insurance. It's because your health is compromised. So up to age 80, we have options out there. But again, most people, by the time they're 80, have health issues that aren't going to allow them to qualify. So, you know, this is kind of commonplace for them. When they're, they're you're 59, 60, you're thinking, well, I'll probably get long-term care planning, but I'll, I'll do it in the next few years. Part of it is a retirement planning package when we start looking at that. But the problem is now they have to move that, that, that timeline up a little bit or they're going to have to pay the tax. And so that's really what motivated us. Um, what I found out about them during their conversation is Adam is self-employed and he's taxed as an S corporation. So that just means the profit or the losses flow through to you on an individual level. So that's an S corporation versus a C corporation. You're going to have your own tax return for the C corporation and you can keep profits there. So S corporation just means the profit or losses flow through to you individually. Jessica is a managing partner at a company, earns salary, she earns bonus, and she is paid as a W-2 employee. So that she's all of her taxes are sub or all of her wages are subject to this new tax. So keep that in mind. They have retirement accounts, they have personal investments, they have cash and savings, and they're pretty well diversified. They're they're you know they're not all 401k like some of our clients. Just their entire savings is 401k. They have a wide diversity of assets. Um, and, and like most of my clients, honestly, Jessica and Adam have enough money to self-insure. And for those people that are out there, that are, they, they call me now because they just don't want to pay this tax. They're like, well, I have enough money to self-insure. I'm like, well, you know, the vast majority of my clients do. This isn't about money. This is about having a plan and having insurance and having the most efficient way to make sure that your care is funded and managed. That's what insurance does. And oh, by the way, on these asset-based plans, they're going to pay you back if you don't use it anyway. So that's why our clients do it. Um, Jessica actually has a mother that is currently in a care situation and they were spending over $12,000 a month right now on her mom. They're trying to keep her in her home, which is generally more expensive. If you don't have somebody else living in the home, that's where it gets expensive because you're paying to have those caregivers come in. Jessica is struggling with this right now because she's looking at her mom in the eye saying, you know, we really need to look at like assisted living or adult family home or something because it's getting very difficult. Her mom still does not have 24-hour care, and so her and her sister are worried about that. But they're spending about $12,000 a month on care right now, and they're seeing how fast that is just eating down the estate that her mom and dad had, had, had built. So Jessica saw that, and also Jessica was very frustrated with the amount of work that her and her sister were doing, and people overlook this. When you have a loved one in a care situation, there is a, it's a lot of complex decision-making, and somebody's got to be making those decisions and working. And unless, like I say, unless you're a contractor, building a house isn't that easy. you got a lot to learn, and long-term care situations are the same way. You're dealing with Medicare. You're dealing with all these, you know, these insurance issues. You're dealing with the caregivers. You're dealing with the care coordination. You're trying to make sure your mom has the right level of care. You're dealing with what happens when a caregiver doesn't show up or a caregiver quits. I mean, it's just ongoing. So that's what her and her sister are facing. So 
again, Jessica came into this thinking, you know, this is really a motivating fact for me. I don't want that to happen to my kids. Um, their concerns, again, biggest, biggest one by far for most of my clients, they don't want to be a burden on their kids. They have two adult kids and they're like, you know, they're busy. They're not married yet. And they, you know, they've got lives and we don't, you know, we don't want to be a burden on them. They don't want to spend their estate down either. If something happens to them, one of them or both of them, they're kind of looking at it as this is money we've earned. We've worked hard for this. There's, as Jessica said, there's a million other things I would rather spend this money on than long-term care. And she's saying that from the, 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 the lens of looking at her mom, watching her mom just bleed this money down. And, and Jessica's saying, look, I'd, I'd rather spend it on my kids or maybe future grandkids if I have grandkids or, or vacations or charities or just anything. But I don't want to spend it on care if I don't have to. Um, she also, Jessica, really her concern is she wants to make sure that her plan provides that care coordination. You guys hear me talk about this concierge level claim support. That's really what Jessica caught her ear. She said, look, I, I heard that. That's what I want. I want somebody that we can be assigned to us that will help, you know, our family through this situation so that my kids don't have to figure this out or I don't have to figure it out for my husband or my husband doesn't have to figure it out for me. So that was a big pushing thing for her. Um, again, when I was talking to them, their, their uh, portfolios were very diversified. Um, they, you know, they also thought, you know, Adam said, look, I, I, you know, the market's so sporadic right now. He goes, what happens if we're in care situation and the market's down? He goes, it could really damage our estate. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. That happened a lot in 09. You know, that the market drops 40% and all of a sudden you're having to pull out an extra $10,000 a month. It can damage the estate very quickly. Um, Adam is also worried about living longer, um, or Jessica living longer. He says, oh, look, he's like, statistically speaking, I'm probably going to die before Jessica. She's got great genes. Um, you know, I want to make sure she's taken care of. And I, I, what he means by that is just not financially, but also that, that she has the support around her for that, that you know, if she's in a long-term care situation. So they, you know, they're basically looking for a plan that's going to provide a guarantee source of income so they don't have to spend their entire estate down and they also want to make sure that they have that care managed in a time of need. So that were that was their biggest concerns. So putting this plan together for for Adam and Jessica, we started in the, the design process. I said, look, w- let's talk a little bit about today. If you were in a long-term care situation today, how much money would you want coming in a month? How much bonus would you need to make you feel comfortable? And they felt uh, maybe around six thousand, seven thousand dollars a month because they have other income. They'll have their social security, so they're thinking, yeah, something like that would probably take the sting off and would be, you know, good. I'm like, okay, so do you want that to feel like six or seven thousand dollars a month in the future? And they said, yeah. So we look at inflation riders, and when we start crunching the numbers on inflation riders, I always show people two different distinct ways. Take an inflation rider, which says I'm going to turn that six thousand dollars into twelve thousand dollars in 24 years because it's just going to compound by three percent a year. And you can pay for that. Or you can just start out at $12,000 all year. You can start out at that higher amount. So when we started doing those numbers and we crunched those numbers, we ended up taking and just starting off with a higher benefit amount. And the reason why is if you buy the inflation rider, that is a pure cost. You're paying for that cost. It does not have any cash value. It does not have any return to the estate. It's just money that you spent. And if you never use it, it, that, that money is just gone. It does grow the policy, but you can also just start with a higher amount all years, and that will guarantee more money back to the estate. So we really started looking at those options because, again, you're saying, well, do I want to wait 24 years or do I'd, I'd rather have that benefit early on? The other thing I love about starting with a higher benefit is that if something happens early on, they're only 60 years old right now. So if they get in a car wreck at 65 or they get diagnosed with some some weird autoimmune disease or something like that that puts them in a care situation earlier, it's going to be a lot more catastrophic than if they're 85 or 90 and time and gravity have caught up to them. So that's why I look at it and say, if you know, because if they're both still working right now and one of them's in care, guess what? They're going to need a lot more money because the other person's either going to have to quit their job or they're going to have to hire somebody to come in and really help support the other person. So that's why I like starting with a higher amount. And so that's what we did. So here's what we did. Um, we started off with a monthly benefit. We decided to go to $14,000 a month. So we were looking at that six to $7,000, and then we just built in inflation. So I said, well, $14,000 a month down the road, 25, 30 years down the road, is going to feel like six or $7,000 today. It's just, you, you gotta just look at it. That's the time value of money and inflation costs are going up. 
So we started with $168,000 of benefit tax-free per person per year. So they each get $14,000 a month if they're both on claim. It's an unlimited lifetime benefit for long-term care, which means they will never run out of this. Once they trigger a claim, they will have that long-term care insurance coming in until they pass away. The plan has some additional features on it. Um, again, the, the lifetime long-term care benefit also comes with lifetime concierge service, meaning that they have somebody assigned to them and their family to help them through the situation, help them manage them, help them with care coordination and case managers and finding the people that they need and switching locations, whatever it is, helping with the Medicare billing, doing all that stuff on the claim support side. All of that is included as well, too. Zero-day waiting for home care and community care, meaning that there's no 90-day elimination period. If they get in a car wreck tomorrow and they want to, you know, they need physical therapy at home and they're in rehab for a year at home, they can turn that plan on and they don't have to wait. It also has two times the monthly benefit. So $28,000 is going to be paid out for caregiver training. So that would be family members if they need to learn how to do some uh, medication management or maybe take a class on Alzheimer's. They also get two times that monthly benefit, so another $28,000 for home improvement and care and um, medical equipment. So let's say that you're, you're, you have an event, a stroke or a horrible accident, and you need a wheelchair ramp, you need a stair lift, you need to uh, rip out some carpet and put some hardwood floors in because you're using a walker now. Whatever it is to make your home a safe environment, get an adjustable bed, an intravenous pump, you'll be able to pull $28,000 out, zero-day waiting out of that as well, too. It's got international coverage. This plan works in all 50 states as well as Canada. Plus, it's got a benefit that they can use $700,000 overseas at $7,000 a month. So again, a very robust plan. And here's the best part about this plan. They are going to get $700,000 paid back to the estate if they don't use it. So $168,000 a year per person. So, so $14,000 a month or three thirty-six dollars a year, if they're both on claim, they could pull out of this. They're going to get $700,000 paid back to the estate if they don't use it. If they do use just a little bit, the difference on these plans, $700,000 minus the long-term care benefit is still paid back to the estate. So they're guaranteed to get $700,000 back. So how did we fund this? Well, Adam wanted to do a one and done. He wanted to write one check and just be done. He didn't like bills. He didn't want anything to do with that. But here's the catch. Remember, Adam is an S-corporation. So based on that and based on their age, they can deduct a little over $9,000 a year of long-term care insurance premiums out of the business. So that means that's just the tax write-off. For That's just like medical insurance. They can write that off as an expense. So instead of doing the lump sum, what we did is we divvied this plan up into two different portions. We did a single deposit of $352,000. So that was his lump sum up front. And then he will have nine more payments starting year two for $10,857. Now, remember, he can deduct $9,000 this year out of that three fifty-two. dollars He can deduct a little over $9,000 of that $10,000 out of the business the next nine years. That number increases a little bit every year with inflation. The IRS increases the amount that we can deduct. And so within a couple of years, they will be able to write off 100% of that $10,000 out of the business. So that was just a little tweak that we did because what that does, that's going to save him about 30% on that premium when you think about that out of that 10000 because he's not paying tax on that anymore now. So they're putting a total of $449,000 into this plan. They're guaranteed to get $700,000 back whether they use it or not, meaning it could be $700,000 of long-term care and death benefit. It could be $700,000 of all death benefit to the kids. However, should they need long-term care, $168,000 per year tax-free for each of them for an unlimited amount of time. So this is really ensuring that catastrophic event. And oh, by the way, if you don't need it, you get lucky, you have a nice long life like we all want, we all hope and pray for, guess what? You're still getting more money back. You put 450 in, you're getting 700 back. That gain is your money. That 250 is tax-free back to your estate. So Again, wonderful, wonderful plan. I just love designing these plans, sitting down with our people trying to figure out, A, what's the way to design a plan, and B, what's the best way to fund it. That's what we do here at 525 Advisors. And the other great thing about this, Jessica is out of that tax. She doesn't have to worry about it. She owns a plan, and she's going to save several thousand dollars in taxes over the next four, five, six years, however long she works. So 
That's uh, Client of the Week. I've got to go come up for air again. I always get excited on these. So stick around. We're going to take uh, one more break, and then I'll be back with a little bit more on Long-Term Care Radio. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It also allows you to stay in control of your care options. And maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. Story Monson, I highly recommend doing what my wife and I did. Learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Brian's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. You can sign up for one of his upcoming live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. Brian will teach you everything you need to know about long-term care, including all the new plans that are available. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan we got pays us back if we never use it. Sign up for one of Brian's live webinars at 525longtermcare.com. It's free to attend, and you'll learn so much. Brian's class was a real eye-opener for my wife and me. Long-term care is so important. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for uh, tuning in on uh, this weekend. It's the 11th on Saturday, believe it or not. Um, That's the World Trade Center. I cannot believe how long that's been. And uh, we are on the air again on Sunday. So, um... I will tell you, um, a lot, lot going on, and um, you just heard the client of the week. We, again, have a lot of interest for these long-term care plans for people that were trying to put a plan in place, or they always thought they'd get around to it. They just have a little bit more motivation now because of this new state tax. And again, I think that there's a lot of misinformation out there. If you are in a position to reposition some money right now, you know, we have quite a few options still left. We have our savings-based plans, which you just have to imagine a savings account. You deposit $100,000 into them. That's going to be the minimum deposit out of Washington State right now that we're going to accept on those plans. But you can cover two people on that plan as well, too. But $100,000 turns into $300,000 of long-term care insurance. The way that works is the money's earning 2% or 2.1% interest right now. You know, which is is good compared to a savings account right now. It's just in a in a fixed deferred annuity is all it is, and so that earns that two percent inside that contract. And then based on your age, they might charge you a half a percent or one percent, or if you're seventy five years of age. I mean, these plans go up to age eighty. If you're seventy five, seventy seven, seventy eight, they might be charging you three percent, but it doesn't matter. You're two percent minus whatever they're charging you in interest for that insurance inside is how the cash value part of the policy grows. So a 55-year-old, for instance, their policy is going to grow at maybe uh, 1.25% or 1% every year right now based on current interest rates. An 80-year-old, if they're 75-year-old, if they're paying 3% and the money's only earning 2%, well, their money's not growing in value, but they do not lose their the value of the $100,000. That still stays in there. So that's a savings-based plan. And we do quite a few of those, and we can still get those turned around in time before November 1st. Those are pretty easy, squeezy to do deals. And the nice thing about them is you never lose a dime. So, so for somebody that's you know maybe 60 years old, not only is their money going to be growing a little bit, maybe by one, let's just say it's one percent, it's growing. But then think about it: if you're spending your you know two thousand dollars on this tax as a household, you're going to say, well, I'm earning two percent interest there plus the one percent in that contract. It's a three percent return on that money and I avoid the tax and I own that plan. And on those savings-based plans, you can get all your money back. You can actually take 10% of the contract out per year without canceling the plan. So you can get all of your money back um, over time, or you can just take it out in a lump sum um, down the road once you get the, you know, the cash values back up to what you put in. So lots of options on those savings-based plans. Um, also, I'm, I'm getting a lot of action from younger people. I've got a guy, uh, Josh, who was 37 years old. He came to me and said, gosh, you know, I really want to get out of this tax. I'm not married yet, but I'm a 
tech worker. I'm making good money. I get bonuses. I have stock options, and I'm doing the math on here. I think I'm going to pay a lot of taxes. And I said, yes, you are. So we set him up a plan. Um, Again, a 37-year-old male. He's going to make 10 payments, so 10 level payments. He doesn't have to come in with a lump sum. Those payments are going to be $8,862. So he'll put $88,000 into his plan over 10 years. What it gets him is it gets him a $150,000 death benefit right out of the gate. So that means even though he's only written that one check for $8,000, he gets hit by the bus and he's gone. $150,000 is going to be paid out to his estate. So that death benefit portion starts right there. But unlike those chronic care riders I was talking about earlier, this is a 7702 policy. So his first $150,000, that death benefit, he can use at $6,000 a month. He can use caregiver training. He can buy medical equipment out of that, whatever he needs. And then behind that, he's got another $300,000 of long-term care insurance that is compounding by 3% a year. So if you go out you know, you know, 40 years when he's 77 years old, he's going to have $19,002 a month of long-term care insurance for, for four years of coverage. So again, you're talking you know, $220,000 a year, almost $900,000 of additional long-term care insurance. So he's guaranteed to get 150 back. He's only putting 88,000 into the plan. The plan will be paid up in 10 years. So we still have some of those options out there available too. Those are pretty easy squeezy. And these plans, again, we can still get done by November 1st. So uh, we are not having classes. We're not doing any of the webinars anymore. We have a lot of information on our website. But if it's something that you are interested in or you have family members that are trying to get a plan put in place, the best way to start is to go to our website, follow our process there. We've got to start with the pre-screen and make sure that you qualify for long-term care. And then we'll set up an appointment and go over the options that are out there for you and help you um, you know, get a plan that's in place that's meaningful. And then B, that will get you out of the tax, opted out permanently. So again, lots of information on our website at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. And just keep in mind that we will keep everybody updated. Once the website gets set up for Washington State in October, we will be doing a webinar for our clients to let them know how you can opt out of that tax. We're just still waiting for the state to give us a definition of what information they're looking for, and then we will get that out to you. So um, again, website 525longtermcare.com. Let us know if you have any questions, you have a question of the week or anything like that. We'd love to hear that. We'll be glad to get on to you. And again, we will be on KVI radio only for the remainder of September for sure. And then we're looking at, um, you know, possibly opening up some new markets. So we'll keep all that information posted up on our website. I hope everybody has a great weekend and we'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. For show information or to sign up for a free long-term care live webinar, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio. 